Hey! Welcome to Bruise Culture. I'm your host, Evan Schwab. I own the gaming site Big Cultures, and I'm an aspiring Cicero. I'm here to help you pair quality craft beers with great games in order to maximize your leisure time. We'll talk about some of the best breweries and their histories alongside the ins and outs of games and the gaming industry. So stop in, take a load off, and enjoy excellent brews with us as we explore two of the most profitable business industries. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Brews Culture. We've got the conclusion to our Xenoblade Chronicles and Rheingeist pairing coming at you today. Saving one of my favorite beers for the end, uh, but probably probably my least favorite Xenoblade game here. Not to say it's not good, because it's another great experience that'll last you another <laughs> 80 plus hours, but definitely perhaps overhyped for me. I waited a long time for it. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I just It's really hard to hold a candle to the other games with how good they are. You know, often the sophomore title the sophomore outing and in a mainline saga often often struggles there are very few second movies or games or whatever in a trilogy that stands out perhaps the empire strikes back being the uh the biggest exception to that unwritten rule so to speak but again that's not to say this game is bad because it's not voice acting may be questionable sometimes but outside of that it's pretty good but before we get into all that couple pieces of news. The first being a bit of sad news. Mike Fahey of Kotaku passed away this week. I am recording this on the 5th of September. So Kotaku confirmed this information in an article today. He was one of the longest tenured members of Kotaku. His passing is very sad. He had suffered an aortic dissection a few years ago, which left him paralyzed from the chest down, and I, I guess suffered another aortic dissection in April, and then passed away of an infection from that previous dissection. So, prayers to his partner. Our thoughts go out to everyone who uh, who he impacted, and uh, you know, it's a sad day. It's a sad day. You don't always know maybe journalists in the uh, in the gaming industry, but Mike Fahey was definitely a familiar face. On slightly uh, brighter news, the um, the big rumor that's flying around the interwebs these days is that Konami will allegedly be resurrecting the Silent Hill franchise. And I believe the current rumor is that there is either a remake... That's probably a remake. It would have to be a remake at this point because he already remastered it of, I believe, Silent Hill 2. There have been images surfacing, claiming that they're from the project. We'll see. I mean, the last Silent Hill uh, <laughs> that was supposed to come out with Silent Hills, and that was many years ago, it was supposed to be a team effort with Kojima of Metal Gear Solid and uh, Guillermo del Toro. It was supposed to star Norman Reedus. And uh, if you remember the demo 
PT launched as a uh, a teaser for Silent Hills, and and in fact, you didn't know it was it was for Silent Hill until you actually completed it, and completing it was such a wonderfully refreshing challenge that I mean, PT made pretty big waves in the news and it was such perfection as far as horror goes maybe we'll talk about it for a halloween episode or something but unfortunately pt is no longer available in the download on the psn if you have it saved on your ps4 from when it launched it's the only way that you can play it unfortunately i had had it i had to i i don't have the ps4 that it was on anymore so but it was a really great time. And there was very many people were excited about the prospect of Kojima del Toro teaming up with Reedus for Silent Hills. As you probably mostly know, Kojima and Reedus worked together for Death Stranding, which was another very enjoyable game. But if Silent Hill 2 remake is actually happening, I mean, that's pretty exciting. That's where all the iconic Silent Hill well, not all of them, but that's where most of the iconic Silent Hill creatures come from. You know, Pyramid Head in particular. It would be super exciting for Konami to actually get back on the video game bandwagon. And a lot of people are are hoping against hope for another Suikoden game. And then everybody loves Silent Hill. So, you know, my fingers are crossed, that's for sure. I can tell you on the press end of things... I have not received any sort of information about this, so it is just rumors right now, but so many times we see these rumors turn into something, you know, tangible. So I'm hoping, haven't heard anything yet, feel free to give us a follow on Instagram. We'll obviously update you if you hear anything, but until then, it is it is just rumors, but it's an exciting rumor nonetheless. So with all of that out of the way, our... Game of the day, obviously, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and our beer for the day. And to finish off this little series here, we are going to talk about Cloud Harvest, the double dry hopped hazy IPA from Rheingeist. If you are familiar with Rheingeist, you'll probably have had some iteration of Cloud Harvest in the past. They've They've done eight numbered iterations of Cloud Harvest. Each year was a different recipe, a different, you know, brew style, whatever. But this year, Cloud Harvest is their hopeful, permanent, year-round version of this beer. And so, it's a double dry hopped hazy IPA. It's really good to uh, to spoil the to spoil the conversation. What's really interesting? Well, before we get into that, it's a six point five percent alcohol content created with pilsner wheat, carafoam, oatsy, and acidulated malts, as well as galaxy citra, sabro, and cascade hops. Galaxy, some of my personal favorite hop citra. I think you know most people are familiar with citra hops, and those are also very good. And there's the Sabro and Cascade hops as well. And if you go to Rheingeist's website, they have a little blog section where they, they talk about a lot of their beers. And, and this one is really interesting because if you don't know the ins and outs of, of how beer is brewed and, and you know all the, the thought that goes into 
brewing a new beer or just brewing beer in general. They give you a nice explanation of of what the beer is and how they created it. So their definition of double dry hopped as it kind of fluctuates throughout the industry is that you dry hop the beer two times. And obviously, if you don't know what that means, it, it means nothing to you. But basically, it means you put you add hops into the cellar or the cold side of production. And basically, the idea is that it brings more flavor, the hops, and a stronger aroma, but it doesn't actually add anything to the bitterness of the beer or very little to the bitterness of the beer. So, and double dry hopping just means that they do that twice. So, according to the fine folk at Ryan Geist, their primary hopping, which is the first dry hop, they do it at the uh, beginning of the early active primary fermentation to get the uh, fruity, juicy flavors out. <clears throat> and then the second dry hop happens toward the end of conditioning to really get the uh, the scent kicked up. So what you, what you basically end up with is a uh, very aromatic IPA that has lots of uh, fruity flavors and, and a pretty light bitterness. Now, this beer is also so fresh <laughs> that there really isn't a review a, a solid consensus review on beer advocate there are a few on beer advocate and untapped because you can get it at you know rheingeist it is canned but the consensus is, is pretty good <laughs> i think the average rating out of just like three to four is a four point you know four out of five stars which is Basically where we've landed on most of the beers in the past. For me, I personally very much love double dry hopped. Really double dry hopped anything. It doesn't have to be a hazy IPA. But for me, a good, uh, you know, two times IPA, two times usually means double dry hopped. But a good double dry hopped IPA just has so much flavor within the beer that it uh is something really good and i think i actually spoke about this yeah man maybe in the last episode or one before it where before i really got into beer the first non-traditional beer that i really enjoyed was the cool wave double ipa from great lakes brewing which which i noted that they don't make that one specifically anymore but the double dry hop process brings such flavor and scent to the front of the beer a good one anyway that it just is you know it's it's almost on another level for me than uh than you know your typical ipa but not to say obviously that all those aren't good but just a good double dry hopped beer for me is probably my favorite ipa experience now, in the case of Cloud Harvest, as I said, it cuts down, you know, it doesn't cut down, but it doesn't increase the bitterness. And in this case, works on bringing the um, the flavor of the fruity hops forward while building a strong aroma. And as you may know, or, you know, maybe you prefer yourself, if a beer smells good, 
aroma is a huge part of of drinking beer. So having a, a good, powerful aroma and a and a great taste is uh, is pretty important. Um, and here a little a little tip from the um, Cicerone school is that you should just about always pour your beer into a glass because of the uh, aeration, the ability to breathe the beer in is really important. I don't know if you've uh, if you've ever sat poured the same beer in a glass and kept one in a can or a bottle, you'll probably have two different experiences drinking your beer. And that's okay. <laughs> Some people swear by drinking out of a can. And then others like myself prefer a nice, a nice cup. And by cup, I mean glass. <laughs> this Cloud Harvest from, from Rheingeist is recommended to be consumed out of a snifter. So, you know, a wide open glass where you can really get all of that great aroma, basically breathe it all in as you're, as you're drinking your beer. Something that I see at Fatheads Brewery, which is one of the most popular brew spots in uh, Northeast Ohio. But yeah, so it's a, it's a really solid beer. Again, filled with Galaxy Citra Cascade and Sabro Hops. And for those of you who don't know, we'll, we'll get into the educational side of beer in this episode as, as we typically focus on, you know, we spend a lot more time probably talking about games, but the uh, the whole process of, you know, creating beer is, is really fascinating to me. It's actually one of my, I don't know, it's probably, yeah, you'd probably say dreams. One of my... Um, Dreams would be to open up a brewery myself and have a, you know, have a line of beers. I think it'd be really cool. I think it'd be a lot of fun. And I think it would be, um, you know, I, I, I think we could bring a, a pretty cool new passion into the industry, but, <laughs> but that will be for a future date, you know, when I have uh, investing money. But anyway, so this one has Galaxy Hops, Citra Hops, Cascade Hops, and Sabro Hops. So, for those of you who are interested, Galaxy Hops are Australian hops that have actually been around for about 10 years, but but often is, uh, you know, it's in some of my favorite beers. And particularly, I like Galaxy Hops in the um, Revolutions Galaxy Hero IPA. But Galaxy Hops have tropical flute fa- flavors, musky flavors like passion fruit and guava, a little bit of dankness, citra. Uh, like I said before, Citra is probably one of the most popular IPA hops. According to Rheingeist, it is it is uh, an absolute favor, favorite of theirs. But basically, Citra brings in just about every citrus flavor and aroma that you can think of. Grapefruit, orange, lime, you know, lemon. It, it basically speaks for itself. And you've if you've had an IPA before, you've probably had some sort of Citra hop. Now, for me, the ones I feel like I don't see as often is Cascade and Sabra Hop. So Cascade is actually an American hop. A lot of citrus flavor and aroma. This one with oranges and grapefruits. It also has some floral... Mm, some floral notes, as they say. And then Sabro is a very new hop. It is It is filled with tangerine citrus flavors, and then also some tropical flavors like pineapple and coconut. So you put them all together. That's what you've got when you brew cloud harvest. So 
I don't know what's going on here. I, I spent all weekend. Uh, my daughter's birthday was this weekend, and I think my voice is just tuckered out. <laughs> I used to teach all the time, and then when COVID hit, I lost my job, and and I think my voice just isn't used to talking as much as I used to be. So, yeah. So, so those are the the uh, the hops, the composition of Cloud Harvest. It's a it's a very bright, fruity beer. The can is this beautiful light kind of baby blue sky with clouds and it's it's just a, it's just a really um relaxing type of experience and much like its counterpart Xenoblade Chronicles 2 which I really you know when I was planning out this series there the one thing I knew that I wanted to do was Cloud Harvest and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Xenoblade Chronicles 2 sees Rex a uh, diver I'm sorry. Well, he's a diver. He ends up being a driver as well. <laughs> but he um, accidentally comes across this very special blade, which sets him on an extraordinarily long adventure. <laughs> it essentially gets him killed and, and brings him back to life. There's no spoilers here. That's the first, you know, 10 minutes of the game. You know, they go through a, a huge journey. Um, but what really, what really, pulls this and the beer in together for me is that all of these worlds in Xenoblade Chronicles take place on the backs of basically titans, gigantic creatures that are long, long since perished. And the scenery in all of the games, but especially in two, it felt like for me anyway, is just verdant landscape, bright blue oceans, you know, bright blue skies. There's a lot of focus on gathering materials, harvesting materials. And there's a, there's a lot of, for all the games, they, they each kind of have different focuses. Xenoblade Chronicles 2, for me, was a super personal experience between the characters perhaps not as much time spent on characterization as three but you really you really get to know the inhabitants of the world of xenoblade chronicles 2 i feel much more than three because the characters are so the non-main characters are so throwaway-ish that unless you're you know a main named character or a big side character. It's kind of like, who cares about you? But in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, it was very personal. Perhaps I just have very fond memories of this, but there are so many quests that, you know, I played this game probably close to six years ago. And I, I remember very, uh, very vividly many of the quests and NPCs that you meet along the way and, and also all the gathering that is, is required for so much. But I think what also draws me together with uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and Cloud Harvest is that they're they're both experimental and kind of brave steps for both Rheingeist and Monolith Soft because you had Xenoblade Chronicles which was a brilliant first piece to this series had some issues with Xenoblade Chronicles X as far as getting it out on time and all that. 
good stuff. Still a quality game and still a very enjoyable game, but totally different. And then they kind of went back and tried to reinvent themselves for two, I feel. Added a whole new combat style, whole new system for you use what's called blades. And they're essentially um, uh, sentient beings who um, take the shape of your weapons. And they use a gotcha system to essentially you pull them and you can pull some pretty rare ones. And then the story was so vastly different from Xenoblade Chronicles that it definitely felt unique and, and definitely felt like a standalone experience. But both are, are brave steps for Rheingeist and for Monolith Soft and and while Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I believe, is is the lowest reviewed in the series, still has, I think, upper 80s score on Metacritic. I'd probably give it a little bit higher than that. And actually, if you if you really look at Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and compare it with 3, you can see a lot of what Xenoblade Chronicles 3 based its uh, combat and, and many of its user interface pieces from Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is a much simplified version of the previous games but I feel it draws so much from 2 especially in the uh, the combat and timing aspect of it so it is cool to kind of see these steps where Cloud Harvest is like the final iteration if not final iteration, the permanent one, the one that sh that Rheingeist wants to make a year-round beer. And where Xenoblade Chronicles 2, while that wasn't the definitive system, it was a part of that process of of getting to perfection. So it's it's really cool to see the process of both Cloud Harvest and Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And and on the same level. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 always felt like a just like a game that I could sit down and relax to. Where Cloud Harvest is just, you know, even even just looking at the can, you get a, a sense of serenity, I suppose, is, is perhaps the word I'm looking for. But you know, if 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 <laughs> if I had a summer night, summer morning even, actually. I played so much of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 in the early morning hours before I would go. At the time, I was working in uh, special education, basically one-on-one. -on -one, uh, I was I was an attendant for a student who had um, spinal muscular atrophy. Really good, really great kid. But I spent so many of those mornings, you know, four in the morning or so, playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 before um, getting ready and going to work. And so I think if I if I went back, popped in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, turned the lights down low, <laughs> and grabbed a Cloud Harvest, I think I think I could hit, you know, <laughs> Nirvana. Just a lot of fond memories. And you know what's what's really crazy about this is uh I I I didn't realize how much how many fond memories I have of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Until I really started talking about it. Wow. <laughs> On that note, I think we're going to end here. I think I'm going to revisit Xenoblade Chronicles 2 in the very near future. 
highly recommend to everybody who's listening here. Uh, and I've said this probably in every podcast up to this point for this series. Highly recommend you at least go out, find yourself a uh, Rheingeist Truth. I actually really enjoyed Vision. And uh, obviously, I really enjoyed Cloud Harvest. But Truth is that beer that you can pretty much find almost anywhere that carries uh, Rheingeist. And then if you can find them for a reasonable price, actually Xenoblade Chronicles HD remaster on the Switch is about $30 right now, I think. I highly recommend finding and playing through Xenoblade Chronicles 1, 2, and 3. If you have a Wii U and you can find Xenoblade Chronicles X, then I, I would I would recommend that one as well, of course. But um, Rheingeist is a uh, really a terrific, terrific beer. So thank you, everybody, for listening here. Uh, we'll have uh, something interesting and exciting for you for the next episode. Remember, drink responsibly and enjoy yourselves. Thank you so much. Disclaimer, this podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.